What's going on, good people? Rich here. It's your girl, Ray P on the mic. What's going on, everybody? We back at it again with another episode of We Got Y'all, television feed for the Culture Garden Podcast. Hey. We appreciate you tuning in. Shout out to school. Hey, school. Um, Just want to give him a shout out. I We just talked about this, Rachel, right before we hit record. Like We recorded yesterday for Harlem. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, everybody out there who's watching Harlem, we got a lot of, you know, some people hit us up on our Instagram page. Like, I didn't even know the show was back. Um, it's so back, yeah, baby. It's back. Came out this past Friday. First two episodes. So we're losing two episodes every week for the month of February. Mm-hmm. We will be here every week to go over those with you and have a conversation. Um, so we appreciate everybody for joining that conversation with us. We can't wait to continue to have it. Um, so we'll be doing that and your honor at the same time. We've been on your honor. I'm excited to get into this one, this episode, part 14. And um, as far as the culture garden goes, it is romance month. <laughs> Which I'm laughing because when y'all see our movie that we got for Thursday, you're going to be like, all right, nigga, I thought this was romance month. Right. But it is about romance, man. It's about balance. And um, it's going to be an interesting episode, to say the least. But tune in to us. Check out our link tree on our, the Culture Garden Podcast Instagram page. It will take you to all of our feeds. We got y'all. What you are listening to now is solely audio only. Um, these aren't on YouTube, but our movies are. So whether you like watching YouTube, whether you like listening, um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen, continue to check us out. We are forever grateful. We thank y'all for letting us continue to just sit here and run our mouths about television, movies, and everything else. That's it. Straight up, straight up. Um this episode, part 14 of Your Honor, was directed by Darren Grant, mm-hmm. written by Aaliyah Brown and Peter Moffitt, and Brandy Nicole. And I want to give a quick shout out to Mike Husky Jr. Hey, Mike. Um, I forget his actual Instagram name, but he is a listener. Um, so we got y'all who's watching Your Honor. He told me that uh, Conti is a famous street. In, in Italy? In, well, in the New Orleans quarters. Oh, okay. Quarters, excuse me. The French Quarter. So he wrote on our page and said, you know, Conti, obviously it's the father's name or Gina's mm. maiden name. Yeah. But it's also a famous street in the French Quarter of New Orleans. So oh, there's wow. a tie there with the city as well. He's originally from New Orleans. Okay. So I told him he's going to be our unofficial liaison. Right. If we have any <laughs> New Orleans questions or slang questions, I'm going to hit him up before we record. So, Mike, we appreciate you um, tuning in to us. Thank you. Shout out and to also, you. before we even dig into this episode... We've been getting a lot of requests for like different movies. Um, mm-hmm. People hitting us up on Instagram. We're gonna have to do a request month. I got a few that I know that people been asking for. Because if we do one, and other people gonna start hitting up like, "Yo, we asked you to do this one two months ago. Y'all ain't, you know." So we're gonna figure something out to make yeah. sure everybody, you know, gets their commentary on whatever they enjoy, for sure. But chapter fourteen, Rachel. Chapter fourteen. What a doozy! What a doozy! <laughs> Uh, I mentioned Conti, which is that famous street, and it's also mm-hmm. Carmine Conti, who is um, a notorious gangster. Yes. Um, we see him played by Mark Margolis. I just want to shout him out because he has mm-hmm. some iconic roles. He's been in Scarface. He's mm-hmm. been in Breaking Bad, of course, I'm sure, is Hector Salamanca. Um, a ton of other stuff, too. Um, Ace Ventura, just really good actor. Um, it's always good seeing him. And I wonder, you know, they left a little bit of mystery about him. Um, you, you know, you hear the lore, you hear the legend. You know, obviously, mm-hmm. people talking about, oh, he hasn't been around since the late '90s. I thought he was dead. And what does it say to you that 
this might be more of a Gina conversation, but she really called this man from Italy. Oh, she definitely called her daddy in Italy. And told because, him to come over because I'm worried about how things are going. 100%. And not even so much worried, but she wants to reiterate the muscle that she specifically has. Like, fuck the Baxters, but this is her muscle. My daddy really is the big dog. Yeah, he got he, he went moved home that to way. stay out to pray. But he yeah, moved he's yeah. He moves that way too. And it was interesting. I didn't know, given how contentious the relationship is between Gina and Jimmy, mm-hmm. I was wondering how that relationship is between the dad and Jimmy as well, uh, Carmine. Obviously, he's been gone for 20 plus years, so we don't mm-hmm. officially know, but it seemed yeah. pretty civil at the party. Um, who knows what Gina's telling him? Obviously, everything, I'm sure. Um, so I wonder what he, how he views Jimmy as a man and as a leader of the family. Um, I I think two conversations can be had. Okay. I think that he knows his daughter. Mm-hmm. And he just needed to come see what the fuck was actually going on. That's one side. The other side is I think that he and Car- uh, Carmine and Jimmy might actually be close because essentially Jimmy Baxter is Jimmy Baxter, but he left his empire in the hands of him. So he is somebody that he trusts and knows can handle business. Um, I think that it may have been Carmine's request to have Charlie show up. I could probably see that. I think that Carmine is a lot like Jimmy, uh, where we talked last week, Jimmy being strategic and a chess player. Yeah. I think Carmine's the same way. Um, as I mentioned, I don't think you get that to that level of success and power without mm-hmm. having some smarts to you. Yeah. And, I mean, we see Jimmy's – Jimmy was setting that up the whole time, the power play. 100%. The pedaling and the the, the, the influence. He, he set all of that up from the very beginning. He knew exactly where um, – Michael was staying, which mm-hmm. is we'll talk about that with Olivia because Olivia, I see why she got demoted. I see why she got demoted. She moving crazy, but she's um, very sloppy. Very. That's literally the word I have in my notes. Sloppy. Mm-hmm. Literally the word. But I'm very curious to see where Carmine go. I'm actually very curious. I know we'll never get an answer. Um, that's one thing I was thinking about watching this episode. Like, man, this this plot directs a lot of our feelings. Mm-hmm. And there's so much stuff that we want to know that we probably never will. Um, you know, and a lot of these characters are kind of at the uh, mercy, for lack of better terms, of whatever the show writers give us as far yeah. as how they're feeling and things of that nature. But I love to see the origin of Jimmy and Gina, like how that happened and when it officially started breaking down and mm-hmm. what caused it. In my mind, because we know that um, that Jimmy was poor. In my mind, he was a foot soldier, essentially, for Carmine and worked his way to the top. I think that he met Gina young and in the house and she saw that he was or had the potential to be somebody like her father. And she massaged her father into letting them be together. And then he rose up the ranks. And I think Part of that, I'm also watching Godfather of Harlem, so maybe that's where I'm pulling from in that aspect. But it's totally plausible to me that that's Showtime family. <laughs> Showtime family is definitely possible. Um, it's you know you just mentioned something that I found interesting. 
Jimmy was poor. Yeah. We know that. Uh-huh. And I immediately thought of the scene in this episode when Carlos flirting with the concierge. Mm-hmm. And she tells him, like, what I tell you about slumming it? Yeah. Which is like, my goodness. Um, Gina's crazy. Gina's nuts. And she meant it. And it's funny, every time she enters a room, it's like the the, the life the gets, gets sucked out, out of it. Yeah, air gets mm-hmm. sucked out. Like, you... The way that concierge switched up her mood, the way Gina looked her down, like she just makes things super uncomfortable. Like Gina's somebody you you got to step to directly, or at least show her you ain't phased. But even then, yeah. she's not going back down. Like the, the, she's going to be insulted that you're not phased and probably take it to another level. One hundred percent. It's really no winning with Gina, but um, it was interesting the conversation her and Carlo had. You know, mm-hmm. you're your mother's son, and he said that's probably why Dad doesn't like me. My my goodness, my goodness, like that just. There's At so least he knows. At least he knows. <laughs> so much disconnect in the Baxter family. Yeah. Um, and I think something was mentioned about leverage. I can't remember if it was Olivia that mentioned something about Baxter not having as much. He's out leveraged right now. Yes. Um, which lets I, me know there's probably more problems going on within the Baxters mm-hmm. that we even know about. Mm-hmm. So it looks like a crumbling empire, which makes more sense as to why Carmine came from Italy. Exactly. Exactly that. Um, mm, I don't know, but it's... Uh, I don't know where it's going to play out or how, but they've, they're not on the same page and it's going to be a crumble. Like it's, it's, that empire is going to crumble from within. It has to. There, There's really no way around it. And when Olivia was talking about them being out leveraged um, or over leveraged, I know that that has something to do with the development that he is trying to build. Absolutely. You have this one hotel and whatever other illegal business, you can only wash so much money through this hotel. Mm-hmm. Business hasn't been good <laughs> since the death of uh, Big Rocco. So um, I'm not at all surprised that there are money issues. I also see um, where did Gina get this cash from to outbid Big Mo. That was my on the lounge. That was my next question. I don't know. Gina got her own stash. I mean, she, she got her own stash, and she's spending money they don't really have. They're not as liquid as she thinks they are. Yep, and I wouldn't. That wouldn't surprise me because Gina does what she wants anyway. One hundred percent. So it wouldn't shock me at all. But yeah, I mean, Adam. Adam got killed in the hotel, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it definitely mm-hmm. brings the value down. Um. It definitely brings the value down. Which is crazy because they look like some really nice hotels. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Nice size suites, especially to be in the quarter, you know. But right. uh, hotel business is a funny little game anyway. So number one. I don't know. But we've already started talking about Olivia. So yeah. let's just go ahead and get into it. Olivia moved sloppy. That's the Very note. Much so. That's literally Very a note. So. I understand why she got demoted. Um, she's distracted. She's never really focused on what the task at hand is. Like we've seen a couple episodes now that I don't want to say a gambling problem. Mm -hmm. She definitely likes to gamble. And I don't know if that's just a metaphor for how she lives her life as a gamble. Mm -hmm. Um, because she may just make some questionable moves. Like she, you pulling up to Jimmy's crib. So you knock on the door after Mm -hmm. Jimmy drops Michael off. Yeah. You know that there's a possibility that the backs could have eyes on Michael. I think you even said something like this last week, Rachel. Yeah. Why are you knocking on the front door like everything cool? Come on. That doesn't make any sense. Like that's some rookie, that's a rookie mistake. 
that's oh. a rookie mistake. And it's not like everybody knows Charlie is Michael's only friend left in New Orleans. Yeah. Everybody knows this. So who is this random woman we don't know and have never seen before all of a sudden coming to uh, Grandma Elizabeth's house? Right. So obviously she knows you well enough to know where you're staying because nobody knows where you're staying mm-hmm. except for Charlie. Yep. And the Baxters, of course. The Baxters. They, <laughs> they know that because they, you didn't give them that information. They found it out on their own. She told on herself, Olivia told on herself about the wire when she mm-hmm. said, don't worry about Gina, like just doing too much, like just not being tactical. Did you think, and I could not understand in my mind, Michael could hear the racehorse um, through the transmitter. So I took it as, go ahead, my bad. No, that's it. I knew that Michael's not dumb. Aloof right now and disengaged, yes. But he's not stupid. So he knew, one, that he would likely be frisked um, greatly or significantly. And two, that Olivia probably did bug him. I was under the impression and I was trying to wrap my mind around, especially the way they play with the scenes and juxtapose them against each other, that Michael was hearing the, uh, even if the white noise essentially from her computer, which is right next to the phone and however else she was transmitting to um, to Michael. I felt mm-hmm. like he could hear background noise. So I took that completely different. So okay. when I watched okay. that scene, I viewed it as this. It was right after Gina came up and said, this is a private party. Yeah. Right. We don't want yeah. you here. So we know that Olivia can hear everything. Mm-hmm. At this time, Michael's still not aware that there's a bug on him. Mm-hmm. So when he's on the phone and he goes in the bathroom and Olivia calls him, she yes. says, he says, I'm not wanted here. And she don't says, worry don't about worry me. about Gina. Like, why are you bringing up Gina when you don't, you wouldn't even be able to know that unless you just heard her come to my face and say, you're not welcome here. Right. So I think that's when he got the trigger to be like, hold on, did she bug me? Because it makes sense. I feel you. Yes. But then I felt like the way the no- the two scenes were up against each other, I felt like maybe he was hearing because the, the laptop was loud as hell. Yeah. And you know what? I will say this. When I watched it, I watched it a couple times because uh-huh. I'd never, um, that scene in particular, I mean, I watched a couple times because you and I watch enough film and movies to know they don't do stuff like that for nothing. For nothing. Yeah. So there had to be some kind of meaning or some kind of duality. I'm like, is there a symbolism with horse racing? And I think you might be on to it. You might have answered it. She might have just been able to hear that echo because you could see that screen when she was listening to the device kept mm-hmm. distorting and things of that nature. Exactly. Um, and he figured exactly. that out real quick. But he knew, you know, Michael was smart enough to know. Even though he doesn't know what he's looking for, he said that again or what he's supposed to be hearing. Mm-hmm. Figured out like, all right, you're supposed to be hearing me because you got something on me. Right. I don't know, I don't man. No, mine. Maybe it's just moving know. a little bit, um, a little bit dumb, for lack of better terms. Like this is not. And one thing I will say, we're starting to get a little bit of that. I said it in our first episode. Once Michael shed that beard, man, that's when I'm start taking him a little bit more serious. Yeah. I mean, you see him start being more engaged. Mm-hmm. Kind of see the man that is the respected yeah. judge. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like not the not the guy that's aloof, like you uh, mentioned, mm-hmm. and out of jail and has no desire in life. Like yeah. 
he's smart. He told Olivia in the scene, like, I know a weak case when I see one. I know when prosecution doesn't have any legs to stand on. Like, mm-hmm. you don't have anything. Yep. Like, he's putting it together real quick, and it's going to get to a situation where I can automatically tell within these four episodes that Michael is smarter than Olivia. Yes. And it's only going to be a matter of time before that comes out to show, and Olivia is really going to be in some shit because of it. That muscle memory is working its way back. Mm-hmm. He's on his is. way, and while he'll never see a bench again. Like <laughs> we right. know that, but to your point, Michael's not dumb worth a damn. He's not dumb. Mm-mm. He, again, to your point, is smarter than Olivia. She is not as slick as she thinks she is, and. I think that we need Michael to come to as quickly as possible because she is going to fuck him up. And episode four, part 14 is a great example of that because had he not have detected the wire essentially in the shirt collar, they would have killed him in that room. Definitely would have killed him. Would have killed him. And not uncommon from similar situations I don't think she would have cared. She would have cared in the fact that that's her gateway to get all this information. Mm-hmm. But his life is just a he a pawn right now. She doesn't, she doesn't really care about his well-being. Like She's not genuinely invested. Yeah. Um, which makes me wonder um, Detective Costello. So I don't know if you saw the preview. I'm sure you did saw the previews for next week. Mm-hmm. It looks like Michael's hit his final straw. Which I yeah. would too because at the, you, everything you just mentioned like you just put me in a position where I could be dead right now. Mm-hmm. And even if I do want that, I want to die on my own terms. Yeah, that's fucked up, right? <laughs> so we saw her go. Uh, when I say her, I mean Olivia. We saw her go to a co- Detective Costello on a couple of different occasions, mm-hmm. asking her to be her ears, her kind of gateway to Michael. Yeah. I wonder if she makes her role into it, like, or, or gets back into that. Um, it'll be interesting to see because I think Michael's really, really, really done. Like he's like she put the she put Bestie on the phone. Yeah, she wilding. All right, but yeah, my, Michael, I, I think he's realizing her incompetence and realizing like, hey, if I'm gonna go out, I'd rather do it on my own terms. Yeah, versus you leading me, you know, to my demise. It's gonna I, be interesting. The only thing that will keep Michael engaged with. Olivia is the fact that he wants to protect Charlie. Yeah. Costello don't care nothing about protecting Charlie. Nah, she don't. Olivia does, so that will be holding him to her, or at least motivate him to help her, even if he has to take the reins and figure the shit out. You know what I'm saying? So Absolutely. Let's think about it. He worked this shit out with Adam. If Adam wasn't being a dickhead, they might would have got away with it. <laughs> That's real. They really would have. Like he, they really would have. Adam was a seventeen-year-old kid, eighteen-year-old kid, yeah. whatever he was at the time. Um, but yeah, he really finessed it and would have had it together. He, he had the whole thing. He knows the system. He knows how to play it. Exactly. Exactly. So, like I said, I'm glad that we're seeing that part of Michael a little bit. Like the. Mm-hmm. Like I say, he's not just a judge. He was a good judge. Yeah. We've seen examples of that, and it's now starting to come back into play. All right, now we get Michael Desiato back. So I'm really exactly. um, really looking forward to seeing how he – him put the pieces together of exactly what's going on and how he's going to get out of it. Mm-hmm. 
Um, that's what I'm most interested in. So, um, Thea and Jimmy, you gonna say something before that? My bad. I was gonna move to Thea. Um, I like how endearing she is to Michael. Mm hmm. Michael's her family. Like, that's who she's closest to right now. But I don't quite understand where the breakdown happened between she and Jimmy, who were very close in season one. I think that. I think Fia's at a point where she's just tired of the fake shit. Yeah. Like everything, like almost like she's realizing my whole life was a bit of a facade. Mm-hmm. And I just but want she's to always kind of... known that though. Yeah, but I think it's different when you hit a point, and maybe it could be motherhood as well. Mm-hmm. Being responsible for another life, her maybe looking around and saying, I do not want to raise my child like this. Yeah. And yeah. you know, at least the principles and the morals that I teach my family. I want them to come from a genuine place. Yeah. Um, and I think that she's been raised in lies and deception. And the fact that Michael is someone who is genuine in return to her, because even it doesn't genuine is, it doesn't have to be all positive. Like right. From the beginning of the season, he was genuine and stay away from me. Like do not see me. Like, so she <laughs> knows mm-hmm. at the very least he's him. He's not trying yeah. to, he doesn't have anything to gain from lying to her. He doesn't. Everything is just natural and genuine, and they're have they're slowly but surely building this relationship up. Yeah. Um, and it's the it's the yin to the yang. It's it's Jimmy realizing that he says it in the final scene. Um, it might not have been the final scene, but the uh the scene in the basement. Mm-hmm. But Sophia's the most you know the dearest thing to me. I think or something yeah. like that. Yep. I've been trying so hard. She barely talks to me. Remember, Sophia didn't even tell him happy birthday when he opened the door. He had that pause, that pregnant oh. pause kind of waiting. <laughs> you know what I mean? She like, no. fucking with it. Yeah, she, then she said, okay, happy birthday. Happy right. birthday. Right, cool. So that man asked to see his like, I think I mentioned this a couple weeks ago. He's seeing Jim or Michael live his life. Yeah, and 100%. pissing him off. Like, the wait, listen, when. When um when Sophia said she was his barber, that look Jimmy had his Jimmy wanted to pull out a, broke. Jimmy wanted to pull out a pistol and shoot Michael right in there. that moment. God. Rage on the front, on the front end. Oh, I'm about to kill you! But for real, for real, his heart broke. I guess I've been overpaying all these years. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and I think it's even worse because he knows Sophia isn't doing this maliciously. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it's, this is this is who she is, and this is just a genuine thing. Like she yep. was excited to say, "Hey, I cut his hair." We had that moment. And she Jimmy's volunteered like, that. Yeah, every time I look up, bro, you in front of my people. It's like <laughs> this shit is starting to piss me off. Uh, but going back to your original question, which is the origin of it and where did it actually break down? I don't know. I don't I, like. I said that was my long-winded possible explanation. Yeah, uh, she just doesn't only- want to live in lies, but. The only other thing I could think of is whatever was made public of Michael before he went to jail is maybe there is a little bit of implication um, of Jimmy Baxter, but obviously not enough to convict him. And if that wasn't, and nobody was trying to press charges, like, so he wasn't arrested, you know, it is what it is. Um, and knowing 
Jimmy's hand or uh yeah, Jimmy's hand in essentially everything that happened between Adam, Michael, her, you know what I'm saying, Carlo, all of that, the whole rock um Kofi situation, maybe some of that was made public or at least she put some she put some things together. Yeah, that goes back to what I was saying earlier. Just like we're kind of at the mercy of whatever the show wants to tell us. Yeah. Um, I found it interesting, on top of what you're saying, at the party, he introduced him as Judge Michael Desiato. When I'm thinking, mm-hmm. like, it's common mm-hmm. knowledge. We know he's banned from the courthouse or from City Hall. Like, yeah. do people, are you still being referred to as Judge? Like, I'm sure there's some kind of scandal hovering over you. Like, what's going on? I don't think anybody is still referring to him as judge because they don't know who that wolf man is. That's a good point. They probably didn't even recognize him. <laughs> Until he cut his hair for the party, Michael, unless you truly, truly knew him and looked at his eyes, was almost unrecognizable. Think about how long it took Alan to realize who he was at the courthouse. Like, oh shit, that is you, you know? Um, So I I don't think he still is being regarded in that way, but I think that Jimmy was making a statement by doing so and doing so publicly. You know, everybody knows Jimmy is a gangster, but he also is essentially because he's a business owner. I'm assuming multimillionaire. He is revered in the New Orleans community. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You guys said that, um, that power play with having a photo op with Charlie and Judge Jesse Isle. Like that. Was, words. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Chess player. Chess player. Ain't man. nobody stupid. <laughs> well, Olivia. Except for Gina well, and Carlo. Man. Except for Gina, Gina and Carlo. And Carlo. Like, oh, Carlo Goofy ass doing that Jason Bourne impersonation where he's <laughs> pointing out people in the restaurant or the hotel. And what they doing? Yeah. I don't know if anybody's seen the um, the Born Identity. He did that in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Except for the only thing is he actually was knew what he was talking about. Carlo right. was just saying stuff. And would you trust Carlo to be the head of your security? Not at all. Like that's not at all. That's odd. Not to me. at all. That's very odd. Carlo is not savvy enough. He doesn't move quiet enough. He's not serious enough to be the head of anything. He might be the night manager at the hotel. Maybe. Mm, I don't even know that. Like, you had a security, bro. You were drinking at the party. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know that's pops, but. Yeah. But what I will say is that um, Michael has Carlo shook with that Harry the Hook. Mm-hmm. And. Leaning into his mother because of this. You said what? I think that here, uh, Carlo will lean into his mother because of that fear. He thinks that just, she's going to be able to protect him. Yeah, they they both in for a rude awakening. They both yeah. in for a rude awakening, man. I, I just something about Carlo. It just never sits right. Gina's got him on the hook. Whatever she wants to do, whatever she needs him to do, he will do it. Um, like I said, yeah. it goes back into that fraction I see within the Baxters. 
because uh, Jimmy doesn't yeah. really have anybody except for Frankie. So that's why Carmine and where he what he does is really going to be important. I can't wait for the first. Hopefully we see it. I can't wait for that first Carmine Jimmy conversation. Oh, yeah. That we get to see on camera. It's, it's going to be intense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's got to be like uh, some kind of mention about why he's there. Like I said, this is somebody that we've been presented to as notorious gangster. Mm-hmm. Hasn't been around since the late 90s. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you yeah. pop up. Come on now. You ain't come from my 50s. Right, right, right. You ain't right. Off 50 that's an old so. looking 50. Um, yeah, that's I, I I, Gina wants Carlo to be her eyes and ears, but it was very telling that neither of them knew that Michael was coming to the party. Disconnect, man. Your eyes and ears ain't open enough. <laughs> that if Gina was yeah. smart, she would take note of that instead of trying to use Carlo as muscle. No, you need to be figuring out why don't you know that? Why didn't you know this? Okay, yeah, you knew that he was visiting Fia. He didn't show up on his own regard. But Michael said, your family won't leave me alone. <laughs> For real, hey. Nigga, I, I ain't Michael tried. I told Michael on that. I, I ain't wanted none of this. I haven't yeah. wanted any of this, and y'all keep coming up to me. The different family That's in the bachelors keep coming up to me bothering me. That's I'm it. Cool. That's it. Um, um, I want to go ahead. No, I was gonna say I just want someone to off Gina. Oh, it's gonna happen. It'll likely happen. Um, I want to step off of the Baxters just for a hot second, and I need to get us on down to Houston because what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fret. We're going to get back to Michael in that basement. But I need to get us to Houston for just a second because... Let's talk about it, man. Little man is not again. Ain't nobody dumb. Little man got the fuck up out of there. Um, Little Mo and Cuz, how stupid. And I know that that's last week's episode, but how stupid of y'all to just be out here fighting in the middle of the street when you know that um, y'all are preparing to have work. Like, what the fuck? Um, Cooler heads should always prevail in that. In that kind of situation, 100%. Like, come on, bro. I did not realize that when Big Mo put the call in that she asked for both of them to be released. In my mind, I thought she only was getting uh, Little Mo out of jail. And I know that that would have been fucked up. But also, your investment is in Little Mo. Right. I mean, she need that bread. She need that bread. So at exactly. the end of the day, like, and we saw the conversation with the cop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was already a hassle. So at the very yeah. least, like, if I only get got to get one of them out, I'm getting Little Mo out. I'm getting Little Mo out. Exactly. Exactly that. Um, but the cops' impatience with her, I think that that is foreboding. And while mm-hmm. he did do the favor and get them out, that little Mo was losing, or big Mo was losing her grip on the people whose palms she's greasing. Right. And got him out. Remember, little Mo, remember the cops slammed that gate and said, You need better friends. Yeah. Because yeah. only little Mo got out. So he, they still were only able to get one of them out. 
she's definitely losing that connection. And it's a weird situation because we both got dirt on each other. Yeah. Like you took yeah. my money. You've been doing illegal things, but obviously I know the illegal things that you're doing. Mm -hmm. um, so you ain't going to tell on me to tell on you. That's it. So how are we going to figure this out? I need more bread or not. Nah, you, you see Lil Mo ain't playing that. Like you can't try to stronger on Lil Mo. Big Mo. She's going to come heavy. So, Big Mo. Big Mo, I'm sorry. Yeah. Right. Big Mo is going to come heavy. And mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. everybody's pool is like reaching the end of its thread, it feels like. Yeah. That's really what it feels like. Um, that's going to be something interesting to keep an eye on because if you don't have that support, to. It's not to, anything that you can do. You cannot you operate yeah. from a fractured foundation. And Little Mo is Big Mo's, he's foundational to her. Um, what's the auntie Angie? Sheila. 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 Man, here to, here to see my favorite auntie. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that she and Mo have not spoken in ten years is very telling. She didn't even have her damn number. But like, who the fuck is this calling? You know, yeah. who died? Sheila knew, we said it last week, Sheila knew when she saw Little Mo that trouble was afoot. Mm -hmm. She still tried to be familial, but she knew then that some shit was about to go down with him at her house. And, you know, she said while she was visiting the boys, the men in jail, you begged me to take this boy in. As long as, bed not no, bed no trouble, no trouble bed not come with him. Yep. This time, I mean, candidly, the trouble really ain't with Justin Eugene. It, it really didn't come with him. <laughs> it ain't come with him, but damn it, my boy stepped up and he solved the problem. Twice. Twice. Twice, because he did it in the parking lot. That's it. Well, he could have just been in the car, had him search it, and they found all that. But he's he was smart enough to get up out of there. Uh -huh. He's smart enough to get that bag and take it back to, to take it back to Big Mo. Um, I do want to shout you out because you mentioned a couple of things last week. Um, Y'all can't see Rachel because we <laughs> ain't releasing the video, but she just gave, she just gave the peacock strut. Um, but you did mention how you wanted to know what story was told mm -hmm. for Mo or excuse me, for Sheila to take in Justin slash Eugene. Uh -huh. And now we find out that it really wasn't no story needed because that yeah. relationship, and this goes to the other point that you made, you knew there was some contention there between the sisters. Mm -hmm. And now mm -hmm. we know how deep it is. 10 years? 10 years. Like, I thought we was done talking. Like, what happened? That's crazy. And I, it had to be Her son kind of got caught up fucking with drugs with mowing them before. I believe that, but I think it's something deeper. I think somebody, maybe another sibling, maybe another family member might have lost their life because of that. Because we probably, still don't know who are Little Mo's parents. Probably Little Mo's parents. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so uh -huh. there's still some more to that. And you see every single time there's an interaction, she's always asking, is this about the money or the drugs? Mm -hmm. Like, and shout out, listen, listen Aunt Sheila is a civilian. Yeah, She's a citizen. She's not in the game. She is I a respect, nurse or I something. Exactly. I respect her for asking these questions. I respect that for being her concern. But my goodness, man, you asking these at the wrong time. Like when I'm her son and I'm calling, get me out of jail. You ask all these questions. Like I feel you got every right to ask these. You need to ask these after you bail me out. 
baby. Also, this is a recorded line. I'm yeah. not going to say too much of nothing. And I don't know if you know that, <laughs> but I know that. So I'm not going to give you too much, Ma. I can't do it. I cannot do it. And that was a perfect Black Mama response. I got a lot of things to do today. And bailing you out of jail ain't one of them. Period. Yeah. No, I done got this call too many times. You on your own, brother. Exactly. And I think too many times, in, especially in relation to dealing with crazy ass, the moles. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, the moles, like, I will watch a, I will watch a spinoff show. A them about the moles. Just the moles <laughs> in general, like just their origin, just all of it. I want to know more about their family and that whole background just because maybe not a, uh, I, let me say a spinoff miniseries. I will watch like a one season, maybe seven <laughs> episode miniseries. A about limited the series. Uh, yeah, very limited series, kind of like your honor, but. Um, it's definitely a story there. Oh, um, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um and I want I hope they unpack that a little bit more as the season goes on as to how that happened. What's gonna be the fall? I mean, is that gonna be the end of Houston? Because they're just gonna leave her house like that and what the fuck are they supposed to do? Stay and clean up. She told them to get out. That money wasn't there. They was prepared. The ghouls was prepared to kill Mo in his auntie house. Yeah, pulled the gun out on them and everything. They ain't got no obligation to stay there and fix shit. Not fix it. I mean, like, as far as us as, as an audience, are we going back to Houston? Uh, yes. Or, or is it just left like that? We just know that no. Auntie Chila got her stuff messed up and that's it? No, because Little Mo said that he would fix it, quote unquote, when he asked her to get him out. So by fixing it, he's talking about taking care of Roderick? Uh, yeah. He's going to have to. They have to. Roderick's not done. He came and ransacked the place. Looking for money, I guess, but you followed them. You followed Sheila to jail, so you know that they in jail. Can we stay on this real quick? Yeah. I was having a conversation today, and it was about Roderick, right? Mm-hmm. Did Roderick, was Sheila at home when Roderick ran through her house? Or do you think Sheila came home to that? Both. Both. Okay. You think she came home and he was still there? And he was still there just like when she was at the house and saw him out in the yard that morning. I don't think she walked. The only reason, and I don't know. I'm still thinking about it. Damn. I think I'm mainly confused at the fact that you know that they're in jail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So why are you following her? Because I, I think Roderick, if I'm Roderick, she don't know nothing. I think she's really like in the dark. Yeah. I know where these two are. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe I'm just digging up. I'm tearing up the house because they left the money in here and you don't know about it. And maybe that's the only yeah. reason she's still breathing. Mm-hmm. That's all I, I think of. I didn't think that he was following her back to the house to, to shake her up. I think that he was looking for the money that he feels like he was owed, even though there was no exchange of goods. So technically, I don't owe you shit. Uh, we only have a verbal agreement as to which you were late for. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, you bring that to the meeting with Roderick if you want to. I ain't going to be in no meeting with Roderick. But, <laughs> I'll you on that. but I'm just saying. Um, so I think that they ransacked that house 
again, looking for the money. And I think in my mind, I don't think that Roger, while he's a goon, I don't think he has any desire in hurting Sheila because he does know her at least from a distance. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, so even though he did bust up in her house earlier to go through Eugene's book bag, which I'm so glad that it was just books in there at that point. Um, I don't think that, I think that to your point, he knows that Sheila really ain't got shit to do with shit, but I do want to know where my money is. I wonder, I, would, I just wonder how that went down. Like at what point did Eugene take the money? Um, because we know that when, Little Mo got out of jail. He called and don't leave a message. And of course, he leaves a message. Uh, yeah. But we know that he says, like, I don't know where you at, but you need to get up out of there. He had to have already been gone because it's six hours from New Orleans to Houston. Yeah. So I'm assuming he took the bus. Had to. Had Same to. way he got there. Yeah. Had to. Had to. He had to have left. When he left for school, he took that shit. He took that bag and got on the bus. I'm sure we'll find out um, in part 15 because there's yeah. going to be a scene between Eugene and, and Big Mo. Yeah. So I'm sure we'll find out a little bit more about when that decision was made, but I'm very curious. And I just shout out to Eugene, man. He just always on top of what he needs to be doing. Even he's if it, some of it is a little blind look. Yeah. He's a smart boy. Um, and he too is a product of the streets, number one. And number two, he lived with Big Mo before all the melee. So he knows what the fuck is up. He might not know that Big Mo was prepared to turn him completely over to the Baxters. He, I know that it was about to be some shit, and he knows that. Um, Baxter's got to pay. <laughs> Baxter's got to pay. <laughs> um, but I think that because he's a little boy who's lost everything, Big Mo is also all he knows. And Little Mo really is like a big brother to him. And mm -hmm. he wanted to save his life. When he got that call, that's my life in there. You know, on some level, Little Mo saved my life and got me to fuck up out of New Orleans at a volatile time. Um, mm -hmm. I, I've got to I've got to repay you. I got to do that. I got to do that for you because you did it for me. Yep. And there's love there. Even we see them riding last week's episode in the car. There is an admiration there and just a, I love you. This is my brother. There really you know, is. I got left. Yeah, there really is. And they're both dependent on each other. Um, and I think that's one thing this episode highlights really. Um, obviously, we know the little Mo Big Mo relationship is always what we've been kind of looking at, but mm -hmm. Um, when the chips are down, it's really a situation where Eugene got Little Mo and Little Mo got Eugene. And that's kind of all they have right yeah. now in this yeah. world to operate under. It's also good that Eugene has a little, even though he's in hot water with Big Mo, and obviously Big Mo didn't have an idea that he was in Houston at her okay. sister's house. Mm -hmm. um, but that's the second time that he's proved his loyalty. Yeah, and prove that he ain't no snake. Because remember, yeah. the first when he first got incorporated with Desire, she left that role mm -hmm. on that porch, that chair, that porch on the chair, mm -hmm. and he brought it in and said, "Hey, like you left this out there, or were you testing me?" Yeah, um, and here you go. The one thing that Big Mo needs in the world more than anything right now, more than anything, is that bag of that cash. Yeah, 
And the one person that brought it back is the last person she was expecting to see. Uh-huh. Now, while I don't, I don't think Big Mo has any say or can't do anything about that, she owes down as well. Yeah. That decision to come back to New Orleans is about to set off a shitstorm. Oh, 100%. A shitstorm. Oh, 100%. When the Baxters get wind or see him in the cut somewhere and find out that he's not only is he still alive, but he back in New Orleans, it's going to be some smoke in the city. It's going to be some smoke in the city, slow singing and flower bringing. He he can't go back to Houston. Nope. He's no longer going to be welcome with Sheila. Mm-mm. His only option is to flee somewhere else, or he's got to stay in New Orleans. And got to, because if you're gonna flee somewhere else, you had to, his. if you was gonna flee somewhere else, you had the bread to do it. Yep. And that was your chance. But like we just said, he wasn't gonna do that to Lil Mo. That's it. Now, if he didn't know, even if he didn't know what that money was for exactly, or how important it was, mm-hmm. I still think he know he knows enough to know. Like I know I ain't supposed to be taking this, and I know somebody gonna die over this bag if it ain't. Give it to whoever it's supposed yeah. to be for it. Yeah. Uh, so Eugene is very smart, man. And it's very interesting to see how um, emotionally mature he is when you know he shook. Shook. When he, he shook. sees Big Mo calling, oh, my God, my little baby jumps. Right. Um, I mean, I mean it really I'm, reminds I, you of those. It reminds you of those being a child, like knowing you messed up and then realizing yeah. like, oh, I got to face this. Like mm-hmm. you get in trouble. And then you like, as soon as you get in trouble, one of your parents call you like, oh snap. Or like that teacher must've called them. Whatever the case may be. That's exactly the feeling. That's that he exactly had, except for, what it was. Except for ain't no grounding with big Mo. That's it. That's gonna it. Be, that's your yeah, life. You're going to be in the ground. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's your life. I was also going to say, at first I was thinking, well, did he take some of that money off the top to get his little bus ticket? But I forgot uh, Eugene Justin got a little job and everything. Like, he cool. Yeah, he good. He got some bread saved up. And it's, and it's just messed up because it seemed like he was doing okay. Okay. You know what I mean? It seemed like he was doing okay. Even though that constant fear of looking over your shoulder, mm-hmm. not knowing when that other foot going to drop. Yeah. We talked a little bit about it last week. It's just about living in that life. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. You know, that's got to be rough, but that was what he needed. And yeah. he just can't get away from it. So he's going to have to face this. He's going to have to own it. Um, we talked about that in our Harlem episode yesterday, but he's going to have to own it. Oh, yo, shit. Just keep it pushing, man. But I hope that he really gets, I hope he gets the internet we want to see him have. He's lost everything, everything. Literally. Yeah. Literally everything. So you can't do Eugene dirty. It's a part of me, and obviously this is going to be the last season of Your Honor, mm-hmm. but in my mind, and I, okay, I want him to live a, life, a crime-free life, but Eugene has proven himself, and like, there's a part of me that wants him, wants to see him be the boss. I can see that. I can definitely see it. <laughs> Listen, no matter what Eugene does, um, he's going places. Yeah. He's going places, man. Um, this is his origin story. That's it. One way or another. We'll see how, the story's yet to be told on how it ends. Um, but he's either gonna be all the way in at this point, or he's uh-huh. gonna there's gonna enough there's gonna be an exit for him to leave and he's gonna be out of it for good. Yeah, yeah. Um, which brings me to if we do not see Lee in part 15, now that Eugene is back. Mm-hmm. 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 Cause if he feels himself in any kind of danger, 
he might give Lee a call. I don't know if this is false hope. I need, I don't know if I need to let go of this whole Lee angle, but this is it for me. If she is not here in part 15, then she's not coming back. I'm starting to think Lee is gone. She got to be. I really, really wanted to see her, but Michael's been out of prison for too long for there not to been have been mention of her. Mm-hmm. Even by Charlie, you know, nobody said that she's left New Orleans because of everything that happened or now she's changed her tune and become like a hard prosecutor or um, no mention at all. Nothing. So I'm starting to think that Lee might be up out of here. She might have had to flee after nope. everything that happened. No mention at all does give me actually a little bit of hope. Because most okay. most shows when a when a character like that just suddenly disappears, there's you there's one throwaway line, like you just mentioned, Rachel. Uh, you know she's in, um, you know she's down in Jackson, Mississippi yeah. as a, the DA now or whatever the case is. Something just to let you know, like she ain't around, but she here. But um, she, she can get here. Yeah, she can get here, but I don't. She might pop up. On some I'll, I'm gonna get you through episode fifteen. If she ain't, then I'm gonna I'm giving up hope. Like at that point, <laughs> you know, what's your what's gonna be your role? Yeah. Like I said, I think Eugene has enough before all of this, it would have made a lot more sense. But now he's got so much going on mm-hmm. for Lee to just come in and try to say, I think he's in too deep for her to come in and save the day, unless yeah. it's really awesome. He gonna he, he I think just, Eugene's gonna reach a point where he's just like, I'm done running. Like I can't run no more. That's it. Because if he that's goes it. with Lee, that's what's gonna be more running. She so, would have to disappear him out of the South completely. Yeah, he got to be in Nebraska somewhere. That's it. Yeah, without question. Up there by Lake Michigan or something. <laughs> Some, somewhere, somewhere obscure and out the way. <sighs> um, yeah, that's going to be that. I, I've been saying it. That's the most interesting storyline. Uh-huh. I said it in our preview episode or, the you know, after episodes one and two, just because um, that's what the season's kind of built around more than yeah. anything. Yeah. Um, so I'm really curious to see how that plays. Um, who does Rod? Does Roger have a crew? He didn't tear up that house by himself, did he? I think he did. I'm, I'm wondering who who's with Roger. He a one man band? I think Roger might be a one man band. He might got goons because who doesn't? But um, I think essentially he runs his own show. Um, when they met him at the baseball diamond, he was alone. Essentially, you know, usually you will see. Like Jimmy always has Frankie around. You'll usually see somebody's right hand man or somebody yeah. obscure in the wing. Um, just just you, you bringing up Roger and the baseball diamond just brought something up. Um, I was having a conversation. Um, I was actually I was so Ash. I talked about Ashley. She got me hip to the show, mm-hmm. and we were having a. She was listening to the episode last week about. Mm-hmm us questioning like yo like why are you coming to this why are you scheduling this meet during a away game yeah why are you late like this is just this doesn't seem right and mm-hmm. she brought up a point and i want to know what you think was that a power move by Roderick? like the way he was so nonchalant at the meeting like he's still pitching to his son like i don't take you you a little dude like you ain't even really worth my time like you ain't even worth me stopping my pitching session with my nephew 
Is that him just telling him, like, I run things, I'm the boss? Or you think that was just irresponsible? But we know that. We know you the boss. That's why I'm coming to you. Yeah, but sometimes you got to let people know on top of it. Like, because maybe because of um, Mo trying to get two versus mm -hmm. the 20 and him just kind of reiterating. I don't know. It was just interesting. I'm like, I could see that. He, uh -huh. Maybe he's just trying to flex and let him know. I, I don't see that because in my mind, they know who he is, you know. Um, and if Mo didn't know, cuz damn sure told him, like, no, don't play with this nigga. Um, he's and I think that was might be the thing. Like, I think that he since he didn't know little Mo, he letting little Mo know, like, just in case, just so just in case my reputation reputation doesn't perceive me, this is what it is. I don't know. It was just interesting because it doesn't make sense to me that he was late. That just that still bothers me. Yeah, I mean, well, the bus or however they was getting around that AAU, <laughs> right? Uh, things happen, but to have been so late to by the time you put the call in, like, what are you talking about? When would you have actually gotten there? You know, um, I think it was less a power play to show you who I am. It may be just a little bit of I don't give a fuck about who y'all are. I'm doing that some too. favor. I'm doing some favor shit. Like that too. All right. Fair. That's fair. Um, I just wanted to pick your brand on that. Mm -hmm. Um we gotta get back to Michael in this basement. Let's talk about it because I don't have anything else on my list besides that. Yeah, that's it. I want to say that for for last, and I was gonna say pleading for his life, but pleading for his life to be taken. I think in that moment, Michael took, and, and albeit probably unintentionally, took his power back from Jimmy. Because mm -hmm. now that I know, now that you know, I'm not afraid of death. It's really not anything that you can do for me, nigga. I welcome it, please, by all means, kill me. He leaned, pressed his own dome into the barrel of the gun. Listen, James Baldwin, the most dangerous creation of any society is the man who has nothing to lose. Baby. Michael has nothing to lose. Not only to go along with that quote, Jimmy understands that. And I think yep. Jimmy might have realized I can use this. To my advantage. I don't know what it's going to be. See, you look going different from me. I felt like Jimmy was shook. This nigga has nothing to live for. That's unpredictable. That might be too much of a wild card. He's not low-key scared of me. We talked about his fear in the previous episode. He was scared. This nigga's not scared of me. He wants me to kill him. Yeah. He wants to die. I... I got to stay away from you. You're kind of crazy. Yeah. I mean, I think it goes back. I, I don't want to overuse it, but it goes back to Jimmy being strategic and being that chess player. Um, once he has an angle on you, that's the angle. And that's the tail. And that's what I'm going to use to break you and get everything that I need, uh, which is kind of odd because there's nothing. Everything that you asked Michael to do, he hasn't done. He ain't been paying you no mind, low key. Even though his, his fee is the one been reaching out and stuff like that, like he still is bold enough to be showing up. Yeah. But I think he looks at it like, man, like I might be able to use him for something else. What that something else is, I don't know. If it's political gain, 
Whittle could play. But like you said, what's the what's the what am I gonna get out of shooting this dude that wants to die anyway? Yeah, that's it. I think it's the complete opposite. Other you than okay, right. now we have the photo op with Charlie. Maybe I can manipulate Charlie into saying that I'm going to kill Michael. Cause Charlie got something to live for. He wants to to protect his friend in the same way. But I think that Jimmy lost his footing with Michael. The advantage that, to your point, that he thought he had that leverage because I'll kill you. Michael don't give a fuck. He want to die. Right. And ain't nothing worse than that. When somebody yeah. does that to you, like pull, pull the trigger in closer. That's it. He said, cool. I'm not going to be your executioner. Damn it. <laughs> so now I can't even take joy in killing you. If I if I were to for whatever reason, I'm not even gonna enjoy this shit because you want it to happen. You don't fear death. Fear is now a motivator. That, uh now that I'm thinking about it, it also makes me wonder if Jimmy, not Jimmy, excuse me, if Michael's just showing us how smart he is. Like I I know that we know that Michael doesn't want to be here. Yeah. But at yeah. the same time, I wonder how much of that was like, I know this man ain't gonna kill me right now either. Yeah. You just did a photo op with me in the mayor, mm -hmm. and that mm -hmm. same night I pop up dead mysteriously. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think you got a point there. I got. I think you got a point there. Um, damn, what the fuck was I about to say? He acting off rage. Jimmy's just acting off rage. Like Jimmy's clouded by the fact that Sophia is having that relationship with him that he doesn't yeah. have anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know what his plan was. The whole time, I don't know what is. I don't know if he planned, like you said, if it was an intimidation tactic, but that's clearly not working. I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea, and I'm very every single episode, every single <laughs> week, I have more questions than answers. Right, right. Um, damn, I had a good point. I can't believe it's escaping me like this, but it was something to do, obviously, with Michael and Jimmy. Um, their dynamic oh, is wow. um, it'll probably come to you in these next couple minutes before we wrap things up. But yeah. um I don't know. I just don't I don't see what they do after that. I don't see what obviously, like I said, he's gonna have a conversation with Olivia about like, yo, you mm -hmm. this is what happened. If they found that I'd be dead. Like I'm done yeah. with all of this. It's going to be interesting to see how all of this plays. Carmine's going to get more involved. We're going to get more information on Eugene's mm -hmm. decision to come back to New Orleans. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We still got the Big Mo and the and Gina Bar situation. Yeah, what's he going to do with this money now? Now that Roderick's on the on the on the loose, yeah, he's looking for them. I mean, is, is Roderick going to pull up to New Orleans? Maybe no. Because that's Maybe. a little bit different. Because if Roger pulls up to New Orleans, that means you got some connections in New Orleans, or you bringing people with you. You're not coming to unfamiliar territory by yourself. You know what I mean? That's just not smart. Maybe he'll so, probably bring somebody with them. Yeah, or he might know somebody that is somebody in New Orleans already. I don't know because I think Big Mo is to somebody in New Orleans, and you you know Jimmy Baxter, you know <laughs> <laughs> you know Gina. But I, I remember what I was gonna say. Um, in the basement scene, when Jimmy asked Michael, "Why is he out? How did you get out?" Mm -hmm. He said he wanted to kill himself. And to your point, 
this is Michael being strategic and thinking on his feet and also telling the truth. I think that, yes, we know that Olivia wants him out of jail to take down the Baxters, essentially. But also, I don't think that the state of Louisiana and the city of New Orleans wanted Well, he was in Angola. So the state did not want Michael's blood on their hands. I think that there was some truth to that. And I think that um, Jimmy believed him as well. It makes sense. And it's truth. Yeah. You're absolutely yeah. right. That's a great point. That's a great point to, to send us home. Um, yeah. Do you have anything that you're expecting to see next week? Um, I, You know what? No. I've, I don't want to make a prediction. I mean, I guess we kind of have throughout the episode. I want to see Big Mo's reaction once little Mo is home. I want to see little Mo excited to see Eugene, Justin. I guess he can go back to being Justin. I mean, Eugene or little man, as they affectionately call him, everybody. Um, mm hmm at the crib with the money, like come through little bro. Um, want to see the convo with Carmine and want to see the impact and implications of the photo op with Charlie. I don't know what's going to happen, but I want to see all of that in 15. Yeah. He's going to, it's going to, Charlie going to catch some heat over that. And he, man, they had Charlie and Michael looking mad uncomfortable. Yeah. What did Jimmy say? A shy mirror? <laughs> <laughs> And we know that's not Charlie's personality. And we know that that's not Charlie's personality, but also they ain't Charlie people. Charlie is the people's man. Mm -hmm. So you rubbing elbows with all these bourgeoisie and criminals. Mm -mm. I, I got nothing. Every The more I think I know, the less I know. That's so it. That's we just it. Gonna, I'm just going to sit here patiently for part 15. It's deep, mind. We're just going to be back with y'all next week to talk about it. So... <laughs> We appreciate y'all tuning in for another episode, part 14 of your honor. Please remember that we are also doing Harlem right now. We'll have another episode for y'all next Sunday or next Sunday night, technically, but really Monday, um, discussing episode three and four of Harlem. We'll be back next Tuesday with part 15 of um, your honor. Yeah. And we will be back this Thursday with another episode of the Culture Garden podcast mm -hmm. to continue Romance Month um, with an asterisk on it. <laughs> uh, but we appreciate y'all we really do we really really do we're having fun with this we enjoy it um it's a lot of work but it's definitely worth it so shout out to y'all rachel shout out to you shout out to you you already know what it is <laughs> but other than that y'all be cool how y'all be cool he's at it's home baby <laughs> <laughs> i'm here to see my favorite auntie <laughs> <laughs> peace <laughs> peace <laughs>